0: Hey, what it do, man? I know y'all missed us. We missed y'all. Don't trust the punch boys, but y'all see we missing one. J.E. is down in uh Alabama, I believe, wearing a Speedo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just, you know, doing on some father time-ish. You feel me? Spending family time. We all need it. Summertime. Summertime, and it's a lot of people on holiday, Senator. A lot of people yeah. on holiday all around the world. Even within my own work, it's a lot of people that, you know, that, that triple O coming back. Letting you know, professionally, I'm unavailable. I'm not in this bitch. You feel me? <laughs> so, uh, speaking of which, speaking of which, uh, before I, before I go into a tangent and everything, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing well, brother. Doing very well. It's a good day. Been busy. I uh, got
1: a lot of stuff on my mind and on the plate, but just trying to just keep it copacetic, man. Keep the levels equaled out, man. Um, as I enjoy this final month of summer. Cool.
0: I'm I'm well. Staying super busy um yeah man I'm, I'm just in but not in a in a bad way like i'm i'm busy i'm good busy i'm parent tired and i'm just trying to seize all opportunities man um before we get into i know how you like to kick everything off Speaking of holiday and summertime or whatever how was chicago Chicago was wonderful is that a Cubs is that a Cubs hat
1: it is I had to wear the Cubs hat man just to
0: kind of represent show some love to um,
1: my friend Jim out there in Chicago and all the Chicagoans or whatever Um, yeah man Chicago is a beautiful city it really is We, we talked a little bit while I was there just about the vibe of Chicago and you know when you think about you know top cities in the United States most populated busy you know cities that's really happening New York obviously is number one L.A. is probably number two. And this is actually the list in terms of population in Chicago right there. Number three, Um, I would take L.A. out of the running one because I can't compare. I've never been to L.A., Um, but just in terms of like major skyscraper type. You know, sprawling sort of cities or whatever. Usually people compare, they have similar cultures too. People compare Chicago and New York. And I love New York, having spent some time there, like New York is amazing. Gotta give y'all the props. You got a, a hell of a city for sure. And I love just having you know, energy, there's all that human energy nonstop, 24-7 that's happening on various levels, underground, on the ground, secret rooms and stuff going on, you know, stuff in the air from the skyscrapers to even just like helicopters and stuff. And it's just that never stopping, right? And the variety of food and culture. But the vibe to New York is a little bit jungly, like it for real is a concrete, the concrete jungle. And, you know, you want to survive there. Like, there's something about New York that makes me want to like test my metal and try to like do six months or a year. But I would never want to settle down in, in New York and do life there. But Chicago's different, right? Like, Chicago, you still get all the elements of like vibrant life. You know, there's plenty of stuff happening on a variety of levels, but it's a cleaner city. And it's a city that I felt like I could actually see myself, not that I want to or I'm trying to move to Chicago, but if, if it was an option right and that was and the door was open for that I wouldn't be mad at like settling and doing life in Chicago man Lake Michigan it's like having I mean literally it's the beach right like Oak Street Beach and Lakeshore Drive like literally it's like having the ocean right there except it's a giant lake and I could do that lifestyle like I could you know like I was in Mexico like I could get off of work and be like oh it's three o'clock what are you gonna do Going to the beach, man. What are you talking about? Like, and that that's that's dope. And still have this huge, gigantic, cultural, booming city right there behind you. It's just like kind of the best of both worlds, man. It was beautiful. I loved it.
0: No, That's awesome. I know you had a good time, man. Like I said, he, he's wearing a Chicago Cubs hat, y'all. That's and it. um, you know, we ate town all day in this bitch, but it's all good, it's all good. Um, so now that you've been to Chicago, if you had to pick, and I know the natives hate this conversation. And I'm just like you, you know what I'm saying? We Atlanta boys. So when I went to Chicago, oh, I immediately saw the comparison between Chicago and New York. Mm-hmm. So who are you rocking with? Like, what's, what's your pick?
1: Oh, man, I feel like I need to do. Uh, okay, just off of just of the time period that I've been there alone. Uh. Jeez, that's hard, man. It really is hard. Like, I'm not even worried about being PC and offending anybody. Like, it really genuinely is nah, hard. No, you can't
0: offend nobody. It's your personal opinion, you know? Yeah,
1: because there's things about New York that I really, really love, and there's things about Chicago that I really love. Like I said, I w- Chicago's a city I feel like I could do life in and I could live in. You know what I'm saying? And that lake... Man, I agree. And that lake is just... It can't be beat, man. Just having that lifestyle right there. But New York is like grit, and there's a grime to it, and there's like a... Oh, there's a flavor i will say this and be very candid like there was a gang of beautiful women in chicago like chicago had just a, a variety of of yes of just beautiful women of different ethnicities and race and just it was great and maybe a little bit of that is me having lived in the pacific northwest for the past year and only getting like you know very limited flavors or whatever. <laughs> but yeah. um yeah, Chicago. I mean, that was, and I don't remember seeing that when I was in
0: New York. You know okay. what I'm saying?
1: So, you know,
0: one one quick question that we're gonna we're gonna move along. Chicago uh,
1: pizza is better. Ah, yeah, you know, I
0: was going with I was Chicago I was say, say pizza Chicago. is
1: better than New York, um, but the availability of pizza in New York to be able to get a slice of pizza at any time. And everybody's, there's any, every side of town, there's some sort of pizzeria or whatever you can get a slice of pizza. That's that's a beautiful thing. I do respect that about New York, but overall Chicago deep dish is a better pizza than New York thin crust or newspaper. Yeah. Chicago all day.
0: Took the words right out my mouth,
1: man. Let's keep it moving. Mm-hmm. So random question, man. We kind of been starting these things with a random question, like the cats, G-Rock and Josh off guard. Shout out to Josh. Hope you're doing well there, my brother. Um, hmm. Here's one. J.E.
0: the Speedo Youngin.
1: <laughs> if you could relive any moment in your life, would you? And if so, which one? And it could be a period of life or it could just be like a you know a moment. If you could relive mm. any moment in your life, would you and which one?
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go with two different scenarios the very first thing that came to my mind was just like very much younger version of me seventh grade was epic it was iconic mm-hmm. the best you know uh great school year period like puberty's cracking everybody's experimenting no 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 such thing as nothing but just curiosity and outside of like you know just being young and, and horny and just but just growing into like what you feel at the time is just like a young man caring about your presentation, wanting to go get your haircut, wanting that fresh outfit, wanting to make your presence known through personality and and your choice of footwear and clothes. Like that was, that was really cool. And then also too, I went to Chapel Hill Mm -hmm. and you know, you know, East side, man, East side, just a little bit different, man. Shout out to all the sides first and foremost, y'all not going to divide us, but you know, I, I definitely, my, my younger years, I came up on the East side, and the, like the ticking scene was like bro that to seventh grade was a movie for me <laughs> seventh grade was a it was a certified movie i don't want to go into detail y'all know how y'all know how i get you can only if y'all listen to previous episodes you, you you know what i was doing but um yeah seventh grade i would say and then as an adult but i don't really want to put a lot of emphasis on this because you know my plan or our plan is to definitely get back to europe but the 2018 2019 uh living in switzerland and just having access to europe and just moving around and experience experiencing culture um learning growing uh finding new things about myself having to adapt to a new environment new languages and stuff like that completely just changed so much so much about me Mm -hmm. so i would say i would want to do that just because it was so legendary but i know that that's to be continued so i'm not like seventh grade is a wrap that's that's never happening again. You know what I'm saying? Right. But living in Europe, that's that's definitely to be continued. What about yourself?
1: Yeah, man. I mean, you you yeah, you had two answers. I only have one answer. I don't because again, it's not about redoing, right? It's just about reliving as you answered mm-hmm. already. And I don't necessarily want to go back to being young again. I mean, for me, and I've told people so this. You, like, you,
0: you ain't go to Chapel Hill, my boy. You <laughs> ain't go to Chapel Hill. <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe I stood up. Now I had a crazy seventh grade year. I had a crazy middle school time. High school was nuts. But I often tell people like when they ask me this question in terms of could you redo, like if you could start at a certain stage in your life and then redo it from there or relive it from there. I would say for most people, like if, if for me, it would be about 30. Maybe I was like 32 when I moved to Mexico. So 2014, like I would start there. And there are plenty of things about Mexico that I wouldn't want to experience again, like a lot of tragedy, a lot of just hard things and hard moments. But there was so much like surreal moments, you know what I'm saying? And encounters with people and relationships and experiences and stuff like that that I had sitting on the beach looking at the ocean being in Bacalar and looking at that lake change colors and just conversations things I had with people that were so just life-changing and stick with me it's like it was like a dream you know what I'm saying like even the whole process of being there wasn't planned it was just like God was just like boom you in Mexico and literally like five days like boom i I'm in Mexico, like it's just yeah. it was wild,
0: you know what I'm saying? You, you so giving that information to me, it was like super last minute and like, hey, so and so and so and so hit me up with opportunity, da da Long story short, you know what I'm saying? Or like you like to say, uh, uh long story, let's long, long story? yeah, less long. Long story less long. I'm moving to Mexico. I was
1: like, bro, niggas didn't believe me, bro. Like, folks did not believe me. I was like, bro, I'm moving to Mexico, and they're like, bro, you not moving? To-. I'm like. Cause I, Bruh, I, life, I, I, life come at
0: you fast and you really live does. long enough to see opportunities like that, where it's just like you, you barbecue or you mildew, And if you move too slow, they fill the position and you missed out talking about, well, I was, and I was, nah, bro, you, let me know. Do you want this position? I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you. I know that it was rough in the beginning of just you being away, um, adapting to just like a complete, a completely new, different culture used to having your car. Like everything was so different there, but it was a, a opportunity for you to grow opportunity for you to experience uh culture and like beautiful scenery you know i know in the beginning when i when i was messing with you you was just like i don't really care about that and then you was like nah this beach just having access to this beach and just these beautiful women and this that and the third like this is amazing like food i don't have to like spend a whole bunch of money on food and it's fresh tacos. And it's like, I, I'm so happy that you got to experience that.
1: Yeah, me too. I would love to experience something like that again, not just relive that moment, but do it again in life. I still have a desire in me to maybe, um, to live outside of the U S again. Um, but that's that, chapter or rather that start like began a whole new chapter in my life like there's a it's another fulcrum point in my life like I think about 2002 you know and 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 coming to know the Lord and then like 2014 like these are like huge bookend like changing moments in my life and so I feel like I'm I'm kind of approaching a new chapter Um, and and I'm thankful for where I am right now but like if it hadn't started in Mexico then everything else that's happened in this eight years wouldn't have happened you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and i just i shudder to think bro i shudder to think what senator would be like had i never have i had i never said yes to that so it's just Mm -hmm. that sort of adventure man i would say yes to that again
0: every time bro one other thing too just like real quick i was thinking it came to me while you were talking i would like to relive um like the 2005 2006-ish uh timeline of just like being online on the internet and like the discovery, like now with social media, it's not so much like you may discover a new person because we have this huge platform that's connecting and making us all like making the world much smaller. Right. But like when I first started a blog and going to other blogs, it's not even just about my blog, but just the discovery of just going to these platforms and seeing new things and finding out events and culture and new products and stuff like that, like that was such a new concept. Now it's just, we, we content overload now. Right, but, right. Um, yeah, I just, I just briefly wanted to just touch on that. It was just a very fun time. I remember coming home from World Changes and logging on, turning the computer on and going to MySpace and, you know, going to these different blogs and going to forums. And again, it was just Discovery, Nah, Right, Smoking Section, right. Two Dope Boys. Shout out Smoking um, Section. Those were usually the go-to and stuff like that. But it was just, it was always about Discovery. It was always something new. It was a new rapper. It was a new this. It was so, always newness that excited you now is so much newness. And we'll get to some of that later on in the episode, but it's so much newness now where you kind of like, it's a bit OD, it's, it's kind of hard to be excited for so much of it. But I just, I just wanted to touch on that. No, you're exactly right. Speaking of
1: newness, uh, we've got some new music to discuss and review today, and we're gonna kind of run through it quickly. We won't do a deep dive on either one of these things. Um, but for me, talking about new experiences, this was a new experience. You're welcome, don't trust the punch, viewers and listeners, because I know I can be the old fuddy dud on here. I know that I can be a little closed-minded, respect my bias, what? but it's true, me, I know of all people. You? Me? Um, <laughs> you don't say. Um, but I actually did something that I've never done before. I listened to a Beyonce album all the way through. Well, I let's see, I got four minutes and... 31 seconds left of the new Beyonce album Renaissance. This is the first time that Senator Scott has ever listened to a Beyonce album in its entirety, or even just sat down and played Beyonce on purpose. Mm.
0: Um, so do, do tell us about that. You might as well. You already started off the conversation. Please tell us uh, two things. One, why is this your first time listening to legendary icon Beyonce with all the great music she's made why is this first why is this your first time listening to her, her album and then two obviously what did you what did you think of this new album
1: sure I've got notes on the second one um that I'll run through quickly I mean I'm not a really a pop I'm not into pop music right I'm not into pop music I'm not into the commercial radio type stuff so if anybody tells me or rather, like, if the industry tells me, like, listen to this, listen to this, or if it's on MTV or VH1, then I'm like, okay, this is probably the stuff I shouldn't be listening to, right? Or the stuff that I'm personally not going to want to listen to. So, I mean, me being anti, I think, is a little bit of that and probably genuinely closed-minded about certain things. But also, like, I'm just not attracted to, like, the choreographed, dance, pop, especially, like, female artist that's not my vibe you know what i'm saying and it's not just her but i'm also not like into taylor swift or claudia sabrina sabrina claudio or rihanna or any like i just that type of stuff just kind of just whizzes misses me you know what i'm saying so but i felt like i should listen to this one right simply because i knew we were gonna pod today it's brand new album why might as well right we talked about saying yes to new opportunities so i did and um Here's what I thought. Uh, The new album by Beyonce is entitled Renaissance. If you hadn't had a chance to listen to it, it just dropped this past Friday. It is, and and you'll have to step in at some points, G-Rock, and tell me what's typical and what to expect, because this is my first Beyonce uh, audio adventure experience. So I don't know if she's doing something that's completely different from anything that she's ever done before, or if what I'm gonna share is kind of like what you normally expect from Beyonce, right? But this album is definitely a dance, electronic, dance, music, pop, bounce album, right? Every song maintains kind of the same beat or rather the same vibe that's very, very techno, electronic, bounce, dance hall type music. Um, it, just in the first four songs, and I, again, I don't know if this is typical Beyonce. I think I can remember a couple of songs where she talk, like she kind of talks like this. But she seems to have a lot to say about being that girl or that bish right yeah um and so i don't know if that's typical beyonce or if she feels like she needs to prove if she has something to prove or she needs to defend that because maybe there's a lot of competition out there or maybe it's just because of her age right and she kind of feels like well i've taken time in between projects or i'm getting older because i think beyonce is like around the same age as us maybe a little bit younger So she's creeping on 40 or she is not she knocking on the door 40. Right. And so maybe this also feels like, well, as a woman in this genre of music, once you get to a certain age, you kind of. You kind of old, you kind of old hat. Right. And so maybe she feels like she has to keep reminding people of that. Um, The album definitely is a vibe. There are a couple of songs on there that I can't deny. Like, okay, yeah, like I I, I like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, But much of it is too like people are gonna be mad at me when I say this. It's too gay dance club energy. Like it's just too, (laughs) the techno bouncy stuff, it's too much of that energy that I couldn't feel comfortable as a straight black man riding around, especially not in no Honda Civic listening to this. You know what I'm saying? Like I just, it it makes me a little uncomfortable. Close-minded, I'm sorry, I'm just being honest. I'm being, I'm being honest. Um, And while I don't mind feminine energy, it's very feminine and effeminate in a sense that it's just like, okay, this isn't for me, both lyrically and just kind of the vibe, like this isn't necessarily for a a person like me. Um, It also doesn't feel soulful for me, right? Which some of the Beyonce songs that I've listened to and what I've gained to respect from her, like listening to like tracks that are on like I think she was on, she, like Destiny's Child did like a Christmas album or they did a Christmas song on some soundtrack, I can't remember. And it made me respect, even though I didn't necessarily want to listen to her popular music or Destiny's Child, it made me respect her voice. Like I was like, okay, clearly she's not just some chick who is getting in the studio and they touching up her voice or whatever. And she's just a pretty face. Like homegirl can genuinely blow. Like she can sing, sang, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so when I hear Soulful beyond. Beyonce really belting out and really doing that type of music that attracts me to want to listen more. That's a type of R&B, especially female R&B that I want to hear. Um, But it just, it's not a soulful album. It doesn't include depth of meaning lyrically or musically for me. Um, And it's all about like a weekend in the dance club, being tipsy and fly, feeling on top, which there's a whole, I'm not saying that there's not room for that, but like every single song, kind of is that, um, and I just like a little bit more sincere, like introspection, range of emotion, grit, honesty, and hard life stuff, like it ain't got to be gangster killing, or no social justice stuff, or whatever, but I just want more range of the human experience, besides let's go to the club, and get effed up, and I'm the baddest chick, type, that type, of like it's just, it's, re- it's very redundant, and sonically, the sound is very redundant, and part of that is because, The production throughout is like consistently handled by the dream and Stuart white, like the whole album is pretty much there's not really a single song there's maybe like four songs on here just looking at the credits, where the dream is doesn't have his hand in it and Stuart white, who is typically written and produced stuff for Beyonce, you know, don't have their hands in it so. That's my first Beyonce experience. Let me know if I'm missing something or if this is what I should what I should expect. If it's typical Beyonce or if maybe there's some things like no, she actually did take a risk and this is different and this is how even the idea of renaissance which you know is Italian for rebirth. I'm assuming maybe she's rebranding herself or she's experienced some new sort of freedom. Tell me a little bit more of what I'm missing about Beyonce.
0: No, excuse me. I don't think you're missing much at all. And I, I feel like your review was pretty spot on to how I feel about the music. One off the rip very early on lyrically, I got the vibe that she's she's getting older, right? Not old, but she's she's not twenty something, even thirty anymore. I just did the check she's forty, which is not old at all. But to you know, a summer walker or Mariah the scientist and all these younger Ari right, Lennox. Yeah, all these younger women that still are in their 20s, you could feel a little bit not threatened. I don't think I don't think threatened is the best word to describe it. But you could just you could feel old. You could start to feel your age and feel like you maybe lost a step or a touch. And you, you know, the, the term we like to use washed. Right. I don't think Beyonce is going to ever be washed uh, vocally. She has a very strong voice. And her influence is there, but I just got the vibe that it's like, hey, I'm feeling older and I need to remind y'all maybe out of, more so out of insecurity, because no one, no, and that's the thing about ego, right? No one, Beyonce is Beyonce, whether she decided to put out another album or not. So there's not a single woman in the industry or as a listener that needs you to remind them who you are. You never, ever have to drop another album. You've done with you, you know what I'm saying? You, you solidified. Right, right. But it's kind of like, and I, I don't want to get off of, off the subject of music too much, but it's like when she did the GQ cover a couple of years ago, I felt like it was a little forced. Nah, not just forced. It was just like, you, you're Beyonce. You don't have to do that. That's for the people. They're not saying anybody has to do that. But you definitely don't have to do that. You, you don't have to prove yourself anymore. And I feel like she's trying to trying to prove herself. I got that vibe. Like you said, lyrically, I'm that girl. I'm that B. None of y'all is on my level. You know, like, there ain't no competition. Like, bro, we know that. Ain't nobody, nobody's touching you. Right. Not even close. Now, will you always be the Beyonce that's running the game, who everybody's trying to necessarily model their music after? No. And you have to accept that. That's just, come, that comes with time but you can still age gracefully and you can still make age appropriate music based off of life experiences and wherever you are at a particular time. And so it just felt like her trying to be young, you know what I'm saying? Her still trying to be young and relevant, which is not anything wrong with that. But at the same time, because you are Beyonce, you don't have to do that. Right now, you know, moving on, I definitely did find that there was multiple songs on the album that I did enjoy. It is a vibe, it's a very much uh, uh, cohesion going on musically, sonically. And so I will say off the rip, when I was listening, I was like, this is 100% better than uh, Honestly never mind." Like she definitely <laughs> she definitely bodied the, 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 that concept of, you know, right, right. of doing th- that type of album. But lyrically, I wasn't impressed. The production on some of the stuff, you know, sounded really good because I listened to it in the car. And to your point, like it's definitely party, club hookah you know mix crowd gender whatever I don't know the proper word because it may not necessarily all be just gay but it could just be like a certain like group of people and there was one song that she got she had a song you know where she played around with like some of like the New Orleans influence and stuff like mm-hmm, that with mm-hmm. um the bounce
1: the bounce yep and so
0: I could see some of that stuff even making its way into strip clubs right so yeah I mean I just wasn't impressed I wasn't blown away I was not disappointed because i didn't go into it with a high expectation but i wasn't something where i was just like i've seen some people's like oh this is probably like one of her best albums and i gotta i gotta spend some more time with it because i only gave it one full listen and then i started playing it again but i didn't get like i didn't get that far into to the album but yeah lyrically i just would have liked to hear something differently i don't i because i personally i don't need i know who you are beyonce i never forgot I know that you may feel when you away from the limelight that you feel a little washed. You feel like you lost some influence and some power. And, you know, even when it comes to like the, the body and stuff like that, like having to, it feels like you're saying you don't have any competition but it very much feels like you are trying to compete. Yeah. Yeah, the cover so,
1: alone screams a little bit of like, I, I want your attention, yeah, right? Like and I want I'm letting, you to I'm see me know, and remind like, you of what I look like physically
0: yeah I've had these children I've had three children I'm not you know this spring chicken anymore or whatever a spring chick whatever it is and I gotta let you know I still look good I still the same body body's looking good you know what I'm saying like but you you know I feel like that's from a, a space of you know a little insecurity and you know ego at the end of the day because again it's like not comparing them exactly, but it's like Michael Jackson still being around and feeling the need to remind us who he is. Like,
1: you 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 Michael Jackson. You might, bro. Don't nobody have to ever, (laughs) ever, uh,
0: you know, ever question that. So I feel like when people start doing that, it's because like they're in their head and they're, you know, kind of like wrapped up into their own hype and stuff like that. It's also the reason why a lot of, why it's hard for a lot of people to truly retire. Mm Because if I retire, will you forget about me? Right. Right. So let me come back on the scene, whether it's an athlete or, you know, a rapper or a singer. Let me come back on the scene with something new, because I feel like although I'm certified, I'm a legend. I feel like y'all kind of forgot about me. And that's just but, something. That, but that's and thing, it's not exclusive like, to Beyonce. You know, I'm not. trying No, to like not at, at all. all. And we see the rappers with
1: as well. T.I. is one that we talked about before. Jeezy is another one we talked about before you know, just the ability to age gracefully as an artist, as a creator. And that's the thing, like it's renaissance, which I think is exactly speaking to the title, right? I'm rebirthing myself. So this is new Beyonce, Beyonce 2.0. I'm young all over again, and you're going to get a new hip, hot, riding the new sound wave of what's cool, Beyonce. And I would have liked to have had more of a mature, um, bluesy soulful in-depth even shorter album like it's not it's this album is not an hour it's like 52 minutes plus but even like a shorter album that was hitting more like 40 45 minutes of just nice soul balance that that just as a as a 40 year old person like I could I could really vibe to and lay back to and chill to and you can have a couple of songs that bounce like this like I enjoyed cozy I enjoyed Church Girl. I'm a sucker for gospel samples. You throw the Clark Sisters in the background. I'm I'm there. Like you sold me, right? Like uh pure honey, especially that beat switch towards the second half of that song. Well, like, okay. Like there's some there's some songs on there. Um but Overall, it just it isn't a vibe that I want to really indulge in. It might be something that the twenty somethings and the early thirty somethings who are still living that lifestyle and still in that scene enjoy, and that's what she's trying to reach, and that's what she's yeah. trying to continue to appeal. And I, to. I was
0: gonna say, I wanted to let you finish your thought, and I think that that is—I don't want to call it a problem or issue, but I think that that was the thing. I think that maybe she felt the need to make the music. She felt like she was that she uh, had to make as opposed to maybe the music she really wanted to make. Cause it's almost like, imagine an artist like Kendrick. People aren't enjoying this new album as much as they were enjoying them because it's not necessarily what they wanted. But as an artist, you kind of stuck in between like, do I give y'all what y'all want? Or what you need. (laughs) Or yeah, what you need or what I want to do. Yeah, What I want to do musically. And I don't know that because I, I mean, obviously, I don't know. I don't know Beyonce. I don't know if that's exactly what she wanted to give the people. Or when you look at the landscape of music in the times, even like her her usage of thottie, you know what I'm saying? And I think she like mentioned her ass a couple of times. Cause all a that couple very, yeah, <laughs> a I mean, couple of times. A couple of times. <laughs> I'm saying all that is very much relevant. You know what I'm saying? or just like people care way, not people, but women care way more about the butt. Not even just black women, just like just women. society. Yeah. And then like thottie, like that shit was to me that. That was a little cringe for me coming from her, because this is like... Agree. I agree. Is, is thought in your vocabulary? You know what I'm saying? Not you, what? I'm just saying for her. Like She is from me.
1: Houston. I mean, she is from Houston, and that's one thing, like, sometimes we can't forget, right? She does have some of these influence. She does have the gospel music genuinely influence of being... Yeah, yeah. From no, no, South. knock on that. You know what I'm saying? So some of these words may come up, but she's also far removed from houston right she's yeah. not the, the pretty light skinned girl from around the way in houston she's beyonce now you right know
0: what I'm but it's like the song she did i think they, she did a remix with meg the stallion and she you know she name dropped only fans right. i feel like you're doing you you you're strategically doing stuff that you feel is going to be relatable to the younger right. trending Currently topic relevant. conversation and i just like you don't have to do that right other people that need to lean on that type of stuff because they ain't really got nothing else to say. Nobody else is really listening to their music. But you, you Beyonce, you don't have to do trends. You don't have to do what's popular. You legit, legitimately can do what you want to do. You know what I mean? And so that, that's pretty much all I got to say, man. It's definitely not a bad album. I'm going to continue to listen to it. Um but I didn't even have any notes down, like exactly like which song I like, which song I didn't like, or anything like that. It was did just you more so the as Drake? I was listening to it.
1: Did you notice the Drake joint on there? Can you do? You, did you even if you could guess? Do you know what song maybe was original was written by Drake and originally was for Drake? No, please enlighten me. So the song "Heated" uh, was both written by Drake and originally it was Drake's song, uh, produced <laughs> by Boy Wonder. And uh, actually, there's a demo version of just Drake. It was originally his song. And then I guess it got passed to Beyonce. But he has writing creds on there, okay. along with like 51 other people,
0: because everybody is apparently <laughs> writing on this album. I'm looking um, at it right now. Just FYI, we, we, got a, we got a 2020 twin left. For sure.
1: Uh, well, then let's keep it moving. Then let's talk about the new Isaiah Rashad leak. Um, and this time we're talking about music um with isaiah rashad so he's got there's 19 songs that have been leaked um it's called music for the vibers uh that is music the number four are the vibers you can find that uh just google it and you'll be able to find that pretty much anywhere Mm -hmm. uh this one unfortunately i have not listened all the way through i think i made it to cream um which is only, like, I think, seven. Seven, in, yeah. huh. But the songs are not super long. They're only usually, like, two and a half minutes. And so far, geez, Louise, like, this, this could be a mixtape. Like, this is really yeah. good. And there's some really, really strong songs on here that if this stuff comes during the House is Burning sessions, there's some songs on here that should have been on the House is Burning. There's just no... Which
0: makes you wonder what was the process like in the studio... With the executives, the A&R of trying to like conjure up what's making the album, what can't make the album, and why some of these songs that made the album you feel are better than some of these albums that didn't. You know, well, the, other, didn't the other the other
1: question, and this is the thing, especially with Scissors' recent rant about and just all the questions of like what is TDE doing with their artists, and we've talked about that before, and I'm still not convinced that they have some grand master plan anymore. Um, because scissors should have been dropped. It's just she should have been dropped. I think eventually she will come before the year is over, but she should have, she should have already been dropped. And Zay, what this lets me know is if he had all of this music, they could have released some of this stuff as singles. They could have released some of this stuff as a small EP. I mean, there's just some really strong songs in there that they could have been feeding the streets and keeping him relevant and making money off of that stuff, clearing samples and everything. Even that stuff with Kyle Banks, you know that I sent you or whatever. That's like 10 months old or whatever, but that stuff on there they could have they could have dropped, you know? I mean, even just him as a producer, but then there's a there's a sneaky little Zay track on there um they could have put out as well. What's your favorite what's your favorite song or songs on music for the vibes so far? Again, I haven't made it past song track 7, but
0: I listened to it this morning. Towards the tail end, I was a little bit in and out of out of um, sleep. Mm. But off the rip, the song Fears is a song that I was hoping made The House is Burning or the deluxe version when we got those added songs because he previewed it on IG Live. I mean, anybody that's a true Zay fan knows he's pretty much previewed every song he's ever made on his IG Live. I'm sure there is a compilation of Isaiah Rashad IG Live snippets on YouTube. I'm willing to bet. Um, So fears, I I was I was very pleased to hear that. Um, And some of the other ones I got to go back through because it was some strong stuff on there. But I was like laying down while I was listening to it. But overall, to your to your point, like this is definitely something that we should be able to have, whether it be on SoundCloud officially, that's not going to be taken down something that lives on a DSP. And I don't know. I just and this kind of goes to my theory. You know what I'm saying? I know Josh will hear this and I'm letting you know, but this kind of goes to my theory. I don't feel like this is this is just a coincidence. Yeah. I feel like this definitely was leaked on purpose. Like we got all these tracks, they sound really good. You know what I'm saying? Like some could still be like mixed or whatever, but overall, there's not like this super like low quality leak. And I don't know. I just tell you, I think Zay is in and not necessarily a rebrand. But I, I think that we're going to be seeing a lot more Zay looks. I think he's going to get a little bit more popular, or at least I believe that's the plan um, from a label. Point so do of
1: you view. think this is just like a dump of all of his old stuff and just be like, let's get all the old Zay out, and then we're going to rebrand the new Isaiah Rashad? Because I mean,
0: possibly, but this is, uh, this is another way to keep his name relevant. This is more music that's out there to keep people talking about him. And, and we definitely not gonna, you know, have to wait as long as we had for mm-hmm. Between Suns, Tyre and The House Is Burning. No, we can't do that again. No. Um, so in, in the meantime, in between time, here's this leak of all these doggone songs that's jamming like hell, because it ain't no duds, because sometimes people could leak music, and it's like we talk about it for, like, you listen to it and you never revisit. Like, this is something that right. I want downloaded in my possession, kind of like the... Um, the Kanye Yandi, you know what I'm saying? Right. Joint where he's like, bro, there's some really strong songs that was on yeah. the album that never made it, but we know that was an intentional leap. Yandi is one of his leads, best albums. Yeah, that stuff still lives on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. So I, I want this to be one of those joints where I have access to it, um, where I could just listen to it and just add it to an arsenal of songs from Zay. And I think that this was needed. I think that it was strategic. Um, and we'll we'll revisit we could we could uh, revisit this conversation briefly and just yes. talk about some of our favorites. But uh, yeah, oh, I'll I mean, tell you right
1: now, Pulse, Cheese Louise, Pulse, 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 Pulse. Him and Reason, and then the next song after that is called Hoarder. Them two right there immediately caught my attention. Fears is good too, right? But that's kind of like you know that's face. like a deep cut. That's deep cut, Zay. But Pulse is, yeah, yeah, Pulse. Um, that one caught my attention right off the bat. Let's keep moving quickly. DJ Khaled is dropping a single this Friday, which will include, remind me who all is on this. Drake the, and Lil Baby. Drake and Lil Baby.
0: Lil Baby. Lil Baby, yep. Yeah. Baby. Baby. We're gonna, we gonna say it. We gotta say it
1: right. That's right. Le baby. And uh-huh. uh, and he will drop, DJ Khaled will drop his new album entitled God Did uh, August 26th. So the 26th right. of this month. So Uh, Are we excited about DJ Khaled or is there something else we're more excited about?
0: I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. I would really appreciate some more mysterious music. (laughs) You feel me? I would really appreciate some mysterious music around that same time, you know, preferably the same day, August 26th. That's it. If you know, you know about that mysterious music.
1: I'm just, I mean, I'm
0: not, I don't even think, do you think Atlanta dudes are petty? Do you think like do you do no. you think that's culturally no. Atlanta dudes no. are petty? No, we're not
1: not culturally. I mean, there I've heard somebody
0: say that like you know what I'm saying Atlanta dudes is petty, like not in a negative way, but just like Atlanta dudes is petty. Like if we're gonna like troll you, if we're really gonna try to get at you, we're gonna be super petty with it. I don't know if I fully agree with that when you say no. Atlanta people. I, there are people from Atlanta. Maybe Atlanta, that Atlanta are petty. women, <laughs> maybe some Atlanta women could be petty. <laughs> I was just I'm I'm just saying that because on on topic, if I was Tyler, like in that position. And I don't think I'm. I think I can be petty, but I don't think I'm a petty person. Right. But for the sake of just being petty and 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 creating a tradition, yeah, nigga, I drop when you drop. What's happening? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just you know a Jay and Nas thing. Like that I'm gonna
1: suddenly, yeah, I'm gonna suddenly step on all of your yeah. releases.
0: Almost, yeah. Since you made it such a big deal, because yeah. if you didn't make it a big deal, then it's all good. You being your feelings because you ain't, you know, we the best. You know, we we you can't do that. But you're trying to like not even sneak this. You, you directly trying to like discredit my music because you don't, you know what I'm saying? Because it don't sound like the, the compilation superstar collaboration things that your, your recipe. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And you got all this promo and all this like this, the, the rollout is the same. We get pictures right. of who's in the studio. He's riding in the drop top Maybach. And it's the same rollout every album, which is right. totally fine. But here Tyler comes and just like last minute hey, I got an album on some J. Cole stuff. I got an album that's coming out. I hope that y'all support me creatively. It's not necessarily what y'all are used to. It's me trying something different, which was Igor. And a, a wonderful album. Right, Seeing him continue to evolve within his creativity.
1: And then follow that up with another Grammy winning or at least Grammy nominated album. I think it won also best rap album was Call Me If You Get Lost, right? Which was also a good album. I have some questions that I want to segue into that, but go ahead and get off no I'm, I'm,
0: I'm pretty i'm pretty much done um with, with just my point because i don't want to go into a rant it's just just on the strength that he tried to discredit such a a, a great album that not even intentionally still because no one's no one's comparing like if you're gonna listen to the tyler album you know what i'm saying you're probably not thinking about a dj Khaled album and vice versa right you know what i'm saying right um so just just to be petty and just to to, to keep the uh party going i drop when you drop how about that
1: I love it. I love it. Uh, I'm not super excited about a Drake and Lil' Baby um, uh, collaboration. I mean, I feel like we already got that with wants and needs. And it's very clear that Lil' Baby actually can get on a track and go harder than Drake in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Drake is looking for revenge. And so maybe we'll get that. Maybe we'll get some revenge. Um, but me and uh, me and the young brother were talking, shout out to Galt and the Three Ball podcast. Um, we were actually just talking yesterday, I think it was, or um, just about being done with Drake and just we, we have no hope anymore. Like we've lost all faith and confidence in his ability to give us creatively challenging music. We'll Um, see.
0: Maybe they'll shock us, but you know, between like you said, wants and needs, and yes, indeed, um, (laughs) that's good. Yes, indeed, those those, that's a really good. That that, I think that's their first collaboration. Uh Um, it was a good song. Those are two two really good songs. I prefer yes, indeed over Mm. wants and needs, but who knows? Maybe 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 this would be like amazing, you know. But again, I don't go into some of this stuff with like a high expectation. I'm just gonna listen, and it is what it is.
1: That's it. Speaking about albums not being challenging, um, as I was thinking about even Tyler the Creator and Call Me If You Get Lost, that was a good album. Like I remember it came out, the videos were really engaging, I liked the rollout and it is by no means am I saying it's a bad album. It's a good album. It just didn't stick with me, right? Like I listened to it in its entirety maybe three times at the most and that I might be kind of embellishing a little bit, maybe definitely twice. Um, I remember, but I just pulled the songs off of it that were really dope to me. Sir by lame, um, Corso, Juggernaut, right. Threw those in the playlist and then that was it. Right. And they just got on, they got shuffled randomly whenever all the other hot tracks from 2021 got shuffled. Right. But I never found myself going back to listen to that album. And it made me think today, in fact, I had to like go back and look through my 2021 playlist just to remind myself what the title of the album was, because I couldn't remember. I remembered the title of Igor, but I, I'm like, what is it? I can't really, is it something with fuzzy hats and golf balls? What? I couldn't remember what the name of the album was. So, But call me if you get lost. But my point is, what is it and why is it that, we're, that causes us not to digest albums the way we used to? Right. There used to be a time right when we were really excited to get the full project of an artist and listen up to a long playing record in its entirety. Right. And there's still artists that I do that with, like Kendrick Lamar is one. Um, but even if I'm honest, while I have listened to Mr. Morale in its entirety several times, I'm at that stage now a lot earlier than I was with Damn or To Pimp or Good Kid, where I'm like, OK, just give me that. And I just want to listen get straight to it. Let me get the songs that I want to listen to mm-hmm. now. Right. And that, you know, says something about this album in comparison to his other work, right? But one album that I can think of in recent memory that was really good that I actually listened to it all the way through every time, like I didn't really just want to skip, was Magic. Nas' Magic that came out last year was a surprise, like a surprisingly amazing album, and probably has rose in the rank of his discography when people talk about his best albums. Long story, less long. My question is. Why is it that we don't consume albums in their entirety and look for them the same way we do anymore? Is it, and I wanna give you three options to think through. Is it that one, albums just don't stick to our ribs the way they used to. Maybe artists aren't challenging themselves. They aren't doing the five C's of what makes a classic album anymore, right? And it's just, there's not effort being put into into the craft. And so therefore albums don't have the same staying power. Is it, number two, that because of the advent of streaming and streaming services, right? And the ability to just see the track list, you don't have to wait. You just boom, click, get the, you know, we all want to curate playlists and things like that. We just pick the hot songs really quickly. Maybe we listen to the album all the way through just because we're trying to see, okay, is it going to say something? Is it going to be, what's going to be the track that everybody's talking about? It's Fear of Missing Out. I don't want to not listen to track 16 on the Beyonce album because this could be the track that everybody's talking about, right? Like, so you just kind of want to be in the know, but once you, are in the know and you heard it, then you're like, okay, just give me the stuff that I like and I'm done. Streaming allows us to do that, right? And we never before have been able to do that. So did streaming kill the album? And here's the third the third option is is just the listener's attention span, right? Deteriorated to such a point to where we no longer have the capacity to digest anything more than 15 minutes worth of music. You know, not just the capacity but perhaps the desire right to even think about a long playing record. So again, why is it that albums just don't stick and have staying power, that we wanna listen to them in their entirety anymore? Is it because that albums A, just don't stick and artists aren't challenging themselves to create good solid projects all the way through? Is it B or two, because streaming has kind of changed the way we listen to music and how we curate playlists or is it three, that our intention span is just out the window? What do you think?
0: I think it's a combination of all three. That's but a, answer. a very, <clears throat> a very strong parallel, I would say that I mentioned earlier, is that music is extremely similar to the way we consume content on social media. It's gotten to the point where it's just it's too much. It's too much. And it's easier now than ever to put your music out. It's easier now to market and promote your music without having to be signed to a major label. So the competition or the quote unquote drought never truly happens. It may not necessarily be high quality music, but there's never ever a drought in new music. Whether it's rap music, alternative, rock, pop, whatever it is that you listen to, there is never, in the time that we live in now, there's never a drought. right? So I think, like I said, it's a combination of the three things that you said, But like I said, it's just a strong parallel of social, like to social media where it's just it's too much. It's too much. And. Yeah, I I just I don't think people are able to truly appreciate it. A lot of what you already said, I don't think people are even approaching albums in the same way that they used to approach albums. You know, there only are a handful that's actually caring about concepts, uh, sequencing cohesion from front to back, all that type of stuff that really care about that. um, And I, I mean, I could probably just go on and on about that. But I, I, I just in, in a very short explanation, I think that's exactly what it is. Our, our attention spans, like you said, some of the music just isn't really that strong. But overall, man, I just think. Although it's a combination of those three things, I just think it's just too much music and at the pace that people are putting out music now that makes that does uh that that allows people to to slack off a little bit Mm -hmm. with the way that they approach their music making i don't think it's as much inspiration i don't think it's as much fire i think it's just more about being relevant regardless kind of what you would say about drake yeah with, with clb none of us thought it was his strongest album at all but look at what it did look at what it's still doing So it's like, can you really tell him that it was a flop? Can you really tell him that the music isn't good if it's still charting and it's still doing well? But it's like, which one is more important to you? Staying relevant or creating really, really, really good music that's gonna stand the test of time?
1: Yeah, no, that's a really good answer. I think it has a lot to do with just being inundated with so much music and so much music options that we don't have to wait for, right? Like before the advent of streaming and when we're still buying physical copies of music, You had to wait and artists had to be strategic in when they would release projects and you would only get maybe at the most three albums within your genre, right, your preferred genre. You would get one, two, maybe three albums that week, you know, and that was it. That's all you would get or whatever. And you would have to wait till the next month before you got another project. Now you just there's so much music all the time, even in the middle of the week. The mixtape era helped to move us into that, too, where an artist could just freely start releasing music whenever they wanted to. To now, we're just used to having music when we want it, how we want it, at the push of a button. And if you're not going to give it to me when I want it, then there's 51 other artists who will. And so, yeah, I think it it put, applies pressure, both in the music industry, on an artist, to think about, okay, how can we just scatter shots when we create an album so that there's at least you know three or four hot songs on there that can keep my album relevant throughout the season and can also in- ensure album sales because like we talked about before, 1500 spins or streams of a song, a single song on an album counts as an album sale, which is why Drake is not putting effort into making cohesive albums because he knows all he needs, right? Are those few songs, another God's plan or two, right? That's going to um, just going to make sure that his album, you know, goes platinum without anyone really caring about the album in its entirety. Fishbowl of fun. Let's do it. As we close out. As we close out, let's do it. Here we go, folks. Fishbowl of fun. Last time we threw it out because we, you know, it was kind of a crappy question and we already had a really good one with the random rando question at the beginning. Let's see what we got here. Ooh, I won't throw this one away, especially since it's me and you. I think we can do it. I wonder if we talked about this? Worst Kendrick song. Worst mm. Kendrick Lamar song. We know what Josh would be. Josh would say it's, it's Die Hard.
0: Die Hard, for <laughs> sure. So we'll, we'll definitely speak for Josh and say that. Jimmy,
1: Coco, I hope he's
0: listening to this. That's for you,
1: Josh.
0: Yeah, definitely. Josh would say that. So we could speak for Josh. And I don't think Josh will correct us. I think that's his uh, worst Kendrick pick. Um. Jeez. You know, I don't, I don't, nothing's coming to mind immediately where I feel like it's a worse song, but I will say this on the deluxe version of Good Kid, Mad City, mm. I never listened to any of those songs. Really? Yes. There's a couple of them on there. What is it, like Black Boy Fly? with it's like, it's like collect Call or something like that. Collect Calls is not in the yes. mix.
1: It's a cool song in terms of the word, the lyrics, but it's not something you necessarily want to listen to. Right.
0: I would have rather had West Side Right on Time Absolutely. as a bonus joint because, of course, it doesn't fit within the, the main storyline of the album and, and sonically, but that would have been a great bonus cut on the deluxe. 1000%. But for, but I just, I'm just being honest. I never like, and I've tried to listen to them, but none of them moved me and made me want to just like, oh, let me go back and listen to one of these songs on the deluxe. So although I can't like a- answer that question and say like, hey, this particular song, I think is his worst song. I know I may be in the minority of people who never listened to any of those good kid, mad city deluxe albums so i know you're not a huge fan of love either right i like love i'm just tired of hearing it Mm. like it works really well it's a good song but i heard it so much it's one of those songs i don't really feel the need uh to listen to so for example like i love damn and i could listen to it without skipping right but when i get to love i do want to skip and i know you you want to skip pride Right. That's but what I, I say, really yeah. like pride. I'll skip Plus, I really like God too. Some people don't like God. I really like, no, I I just like that album. I, mean, I like that song. But love, I definitely wouldn't say I don't like love. It's just like I heard it so much. I get it. I understand it. But I just don't feel the need to like want to listen to it unless I'm somewhere where it's like out of my control. Yeah. What about you though? I mean,
1: I was actually I'm scrolling right now, but it's difficult because I'm looking at my Kendrick Lamar playlist as opposed to just like, you know, the albums as a whole to be able to tell. Um, yeah, I mean, he's got a song on Overly Dedicated and this one people have to go way back. It's called Barbed Wire. I don't really like the beat on there. But if it had if I had to talk about songs that he's done that people would know. Um, Pride. Yeah, probably Pride. And I'm not a huge fan. Okay, so I like his dad's part, right? His dad's voicemail. But I'm not a huge fan of real either. Real. Good kid, man. I'm real.
0: I'm real. I'm really, real. Yeah, I kind of feel like that falls into that same same feel of what Josh doesn't like Die Hard. Yeah. But I like well, I like real. It's not a song that I'm just like oh throw that real on. But when it comes on, like I I can I can get jiggy. In the I
1: context of done the done. album, it works. It's totally appropriate. It I can understand like you wouldn't put that song on the cutting room floor when you're talking about making an album like Good Kid, M.A.D. City. Mm-hmm. It's just too important as a closing, you know, as a finale type song for that album. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. the finale, but it's really the last within the song
0: storyline because it, yeah, it works that, for the album exactly. cohesively. But just as a song by itself
1: exactly right I don't necessarily need it so yeah I think those would be it barbed wire pride real you're right those deluxe songs are not amazing I certainly don't go back and listen to like you know county what is it county building blues or collect calls or black boy fly um but man we would be here all day if we talked about our favorite Kendrick Lamar songs geez louise man
0: facts facts I'm trying to pull up this um just before we before we close out of here uh just to see what these other joints are
1: don't ever forget how so good black no boy Cousin. black
0: boy fly now or never mm, that's a terrible song and then you got bitch don't kill my vibe remix and then you got the recipe bonus so those two are you know if, the, if that i didn't realize that those was counted within there so i like the, i like recipe and I like Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe remix. But it's Now or Never and Black Boy Fly. Those are the songs I never listened to. There you go. Yes, Erski.
1: This has been episode number seven of season two. Don't Trust the Punch. We appreciate you guys, as always, for listening. You're welcome. And uh, next time we do this thing, we'll be back with none other than Josh E. G-Rocky J.E.
0: Monaco. the Speedo Youngin. You feel me. You want to tell the people any last thing before we out of here? Hey, man, love y'all. Be easy. Stay safe out there. Wash your nasty hands. Uh, Keep a little distance. Don't live in fear. Get your rest. Drink lots of water. Mm -hmm. Definitely drink water. And uh, be mindful of all the blessings around you and don't take nothing for granted. You dig? Yeah.
1: Spend five minutes a day in silence, too. Maybe ten. It's good for Mm
0: that. And that's it, man. Catch y'all next time.
1: Peace, guys.